All right, all right, all right. Welcome to the Lab Podcast. Podcast. So this is where we talk about life, life arts, and, and business. And today I'm excited because um, we are discussing a topic that pertains to something I've been doing for the past five years now. Like you know, yeah. so if you listen to our last week podcast, you got to know about poetry things. So yes. we've been active in the poetry scene in Ghana for a bit, and in today's conversation, we are talking about um, the state of poetry in Africa. Yeah. So I'm your host, Martinson. And I'm Judah Domino. And we'll introduce our guests right after the intro. All right, yeah. so Judah, can you introduce our guest today? All right, she's been writing poems since she was five years old. Oh, wow. She's a veteran. So, so you should know, like she, <laughs> she, she's young, but yo, she's she's deep. Okay. Like I've been I've been seeing her stuff. I actually follow her on Instagram. I've been seeing her stuff on Instagram. So she's from Nigeria. Oh nice. She's called Chisom. And yo. she's been writing amazing, amazing pieces. Yeah. So I, I just I just leave the deep detail introduction. But then this is this is the general, you know, introduction. Yeah. From a fun yeah. perspective. Awesome. Yeah. And then uh, our other guest, that is 100, 100, 100%. He's like, Charlie, he's there. And I remember when uh, I first entered in, in the poetry scene in Accra, it was yeah. one of the first names that I heard. I was yeah. like, where is 100? I was like, are you doing spoken word? You don't know 100? <laughs> you have to know 100. And it took me years, actually, to see 100, you know? So he's, he's also a veteran in spoken word scene here in Ghana and even across certain parts of Africa. Yeah. And... He's been a good friend uh, as well uh, recently, and I'm excited that he's joining us in today's uh, podcast. So thanks, guys. Thanks for making the time, joining us all the way from, uh, is it Lagos? All the way from Nigeria. Nigeria, and then <laughs> yeah. here, Ghana as well, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor.fm. Do you have an idea? Do you want to start a podcast and share this idea with the rest of the world? Then Anchor.fm is the best platform to start your dream podcast. It's free, user-friendly, and comes with tons of features that helps you record, edit, and post your podcast to all the major podcast streaming platforms in one place. Go to www.anchor.fm and start your podcast today. So uh, let's get to uh, know a little bit more about our guest today. So I think I'll start with uh, Chisong. Yeah. So Chisong, um, I hope I'm mentioning the name already. Yeah, yeah. I'm not butchering it. All right. Okay. <laughs> so I would like to know uh, how you, you, you've been writing from a younger age, but how did you actually enter into the poetry scene as a performing, you know, access yeah, in Nigeria? Okay, well, I mean, my first introduction was definitely being um, asked as a class, like in a classroom setting to um, write a poem. And so that was like really my first introduction. And then we had like literature classes where we would read poems and poetry from different people. 
So I would say like that was definitely one of my first contacts. Um, and then later on, as I grew older and I got on social media, I started reading, um, seeing works by poets, young, old, and everything. So I would, and it was interesting to really see this sort of question. I think for me, I think lots of people have this, you know, when you say poetry, it's like all this old school William Shakespeare kind of vibe, and it's like yeah. this boring, <laughs> over romantic piece of art. I think that's the sort of perception that some people have. But it was really interesting to see the different forms of poetry and how much of an expression it is and how a lot of creativity um, goes in it. So um, from binge watching YouTube videos, spoken word, to basically um, reading like lots of poems on Facebook, Instagram. So that was really, a, um, I would say, an opening into the whole um, poetry world. And then I started um, reading poetry collections by um, different writers, so yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. And hundred, what about you? How, how how did this start for you? Well, I think I think it's safe to say that poetry has is, is part of everybody's life. At some point in time, you're going to come across you know poetry, be it from nursery um, with nursery rhymes. That's poetry to a good extent, depending on what your religion is, I'm sure there's going to be something you're going to be chanting, a lullaby. Mm -hmm. So I think all of us, all of us have experienced poetry at an early stage. But when did some of us decide to go into the creation, you know, of, of poetry? And I think somewhere along the line, one feels the urge to create a sort of like your mother always cooks food for you. And at a point in time, something tells you that I can also do some. So you go ahead and do it. And for me, that was in, I think the form three, I believe this is about 99. Okay. This oh. is when, um, but it was love that drew me to poetry. You fall yeah. in love and you feel like, you know, you, you can write some, you yeah. get me. You want to write yeah. something sweet and nice and, send it over to um, in, in hope that she would appreciate your penmanship and reciprocate those feelings. <laughs> so that, that's, how, that's how it started for me. And it evolved, it evolved with hip hop music um, to, to kind of shape the way I saw literature. I was not as uh, Tom I was saying, I was not particularly moved by the works of poetry that I was reading in school. It didn't intrigue me enough. What intrigued me was, was rap music. Rap music had the lyricism that I was hearing of people, mainly like Jay-Z, was blowing my mind. And I was like, whoa, um, it's rap, but it, to me, it, it was poetic. Nice, nice, man. Nice. Yeah. I, I, I like I like the different scenarios on how each yeah. one. So 100, uh, today I know he entered the poetry scene because of love. Yeah. You know, and then... 
<laughs> and then I mean uh Chisom. Uh excuse me if I'm getting I'm getting used to the name. So yeah, yeah. I entered it through the encouragement from school, you know, to perform yeah. and all of that. Uh uh um we talked about ours the other day though yeah. and it's i have been writing in school as well uh i used to write and then i lost the book and i got discouraged in writing because all my spoken word that i've written were gone and then a few years later just like uh 100 because of love i decided to write again and yeah that's how i got back into writing and then performing you know <laughs> yeah. uh, because for me i was i was thrown, i was thrown into the deep end like i went for a performance and then my friend was like yo you're joining us on stage today you're performing and that's it like so i just i just started with a freestyle and and that was it and since then i've been writing and yeah. i've been performing yeah. so that <laughs> comes crazy to, that comes to uh, the part i wanted to when you both of you were talking you mentioned yeah. how you have been influenced she saw mentioned how you know, uh, she will go on YouTube and watch certain performances and stuff. And then uh, Hunter also mentioned, you know, some of the hip hop. He already mentioned some names already. Yeah. But I would like to know who who has been like some of the biggest influence in in your spoken word or your poetry yeah. performances. Let me put it. You know? So we, I think I think we we'll do writing first, then performance because yeah. sometimes I, I get to find out like you can write like like Jay Z. And perform like Eminem, <laughs> like so. Who please differentiate for us? Chisom and then Chisom first, and then I will be should yeah, be hundred first. Yeah, yeah. Hundred first, and then we we'll come to Chisom. Yeah. Like so, writing who influences you yeah. more than performance? Who who does it? <laughs> You've asked a tricky question. Um, for me, um, Jay Z has been a big influence on my on my lyricism. Mm. There have been other rappers that have done similar, but none as much as, you know, he has. And for me, it's key, it's key moments within his rap that blow my mind. It's not like the whole rap. I'm not going to get up and tell you that this whole rap, but there, there are certain similes that he would use. There are certain references, the creativity, that he evokes just pushes me to want to, you know, come up with something, you know, grand. Um, one poem that really shaped my style was that of um, the South African rapper um, Stooji T, right now known as um, Tumi. Um, back in the day, he was known as Tumi. And there was a poem called Yvonne that I listened to and how he performed that. It wasn't with that, it wasn't so much so the, the writing, it was the manner in which the poem was performed. It was conversation style. He was like, I was walking to get the buzz and I met this nice chick cutie, this is it, this is it. And I was like, yo, this is my name, blah, 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 blah. This is the day. It's insane oh, how you look so good and go in the frame. And he was like, come on, forget the buzz. Come with me. I've got not. And I was like, whoa, what is this? What's, what's going on? <laughs> At that point, it was about the magnetic feeling that the performance was bringing. 
Yeah. And I was like, you know, I want to merge writing and performance in a way to be able to do that. So these are these are things that have shaped me. I mean, more recently, um, Mufasa, Kenya and Mufasa um, has challenged my writing because he writes, you know, it's like, it's like you are, because we recycle words, words, we are all, we all have the, the words yeah. that we put on paper, yeah. we all have them. But yeah. you would hear a poem by Mufasa and you're like, I would never, ever, 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 ever have taken those words, put them together and created such an effect. <laughs> and the thing is like, but, but those words are right here. I saw them, but I could never have put them you, you, you get me? So that's yeah. Def- yeah. I mean, in more recent time, he's challenged my writing. Wow. Um, but with performance, I'm always being, you know, challenged. I, 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 I look to my, I look within myself. I look to the past. I look to what current people are doing, not necessarily only with, 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 with hip hop, with everything. In fact, you look at a point that like, how can I turn that into poetry, a poetic, you know, performance. How do I utilize my craft to yeah. create an electric aura that people would just want to remember for the rest, you know, of, of their time. So for both performance and writing, this is what I would have to say. If there are any questions on some of the things I've mentioned, feel free. But for now, that's it. Wow. I, I like how, how, from how you, what you were saying about Mufasa, it seems like he's making ordinary extraordinary and how he combines them and yeah i think those are the things that i love with spoken yeah. word and poetry sometimes you're like this is mind-blowing like why you can't it's like i can't think far you know you're like <laughs> you couldn't think of it but he's it's, yeah. it's just right in front of you because i've even heard him like give it like perform i've seen him perform in kenya and yo to tell you the, truth, the guy is amazing mm. and mufasa is amazing yeah yeah he's amazing yeah Awesome, man. Awesome, great. What about you, Chisong? Okay, so I would say for writing, my greatest influence would definitely be books. I read a lot. Like, I <laughs> read and read and read. I remember when I was, like, much, much smaller. I didn't know how to write. Like, I couldn't write words. But there was this, you know, it's, um, this what's it called? There was a little book that my dad got for me. And I remember that I would sit on his chair and I would carry red and blue pens and I would just be scribbling and scribbling and scribbling. Now, obviously, if you look at it, <laughs> there are no words. But to me, I knew what I would say. So I feel like for me, I've always had a very deep connection with stories. And I would say the primary school that my parents put me in, there was a very strong reading culture. We had access to so many types of literature that by the time I was in primary five, I was finishing John Grisham novels in one day. I don't know if you know uh, who John Grisham is, but uh, if you know how <laughs> books are, I'll tell you how wildly I was reading. I was reading works both from um, African writers and writers abroad. Like it was it was deeply entrenched in our in our education system and everything. So yeah, and then for the other aspects of my um, influence when it comes to poetry. I would say there was this particular poem that I remember. It's um, explaining depression to my mother by I think Sabrina Benjamin. 
I remember the first time I listened to that poem. The imagery that was created in my head wow. was amazing. It's still date, it sticks with me. And for me, I realized that I wasn't attracted to the sort of poems that had big, complicated words or fancy vocabulary. Like I could tell, like it was very, it seemed very tedious. I didn't enjoy it. It was just bulky and it wasn't interesting. I think one of the strongest parts of poetry is storytelling. And of all the forms of art, I feel like poetry is a very honest, honest form of art. Yeah, it's very, uh, I feel like it's very hard, even personally for me, it's very hard to hide my emotions or hide how I feel about the certain thing when I'm writing poetry. So for me, one of my influences for the type to how my poetry emerged because there was a certain point in my life that I knew my poetry I was writing it to impress. I would try to learn as much as possible. <laughs> I would try to, you know, just create something that people would be like, wow. But I shifted from that point of view to a more simplistic point of view where it was more important that the story that I was trying to tell was effectively communicated. And reading poem poetry from people like Rudy Francisco, um, Rupi Carr, I hope I'm pronouncing her name very well. Um, also Fatima, Fatima Ashka, I think that's her name. Um, she has this poetry collection, If They Come For Us. It's a beautiful collection. There is, um, there's also this poetry collection, Our Men Do Not Belong To Us by, I think, Warsan Shar, Shar Watson. So she's an African, yes. Then you see works by um, Safia, Evilo, um, the January children. You read those, those poems and you realize how beautiful and such a strong impact that poetry is. The stories that they tell are heartbreaking. They are honest and they touch your heart. You don't, they're, not, they're not like a combination of words because they want to wow you. They want to tell you something and you just have to listen. So I feel like that was that those type of poetry, storytelling, the storytelling aspects of poetry was definitely a very um, big influence for me, especially in how my the type of poetry I wrote to go from one stage um, to another. And yeah, I remember he mentioned rap. Actually, rap is one of my yeah. sorry, I logged out. <laughs> okay, right. so I was saying something that he mentioned rap. And yeah, because yeah. rap music, other forms of art are always definitely an influence. I remember right from when I was playing, my dad is like a really big rap fan. So I would be in the car and he's playing Jay-Z music and the cross. <laughs> and at, when I got to a certain age, I started listening more to rap. Like I had certain friends that introduced me to it. And when they realized I like poetry, I remember one of my friends telling me something like, oh, do you know that rap is actually reading my poetry? So I said, oh, yeah, so I was going to like really get into it. And I started listening to a lot of things. And you, you, um, you listen to works by someone like Eminem. Obviously, Eminem, I think that would be a, the most cliche rapper to mention. But <laughs> that aside, if you listen to his rap, you could, you could, the story he's telling and whatever he's rapping, the imagery is instantly formed in your head. And that's such a beautiful thing. And then when you look at how the structure is, because there's a lot of structure and there's a lot of creativity that goes into it. When, and not just him, like so many other rappers, it's like really an amazing thing. 
to um, listen to. Sometimes when I'm writing. Um, I wanted to ask though, I was about to ask this question before your network came back though, but I, I mean, okay. because it relates it relate to what she's sharing, especially with the storytelling and the imagery. One of the questions I've been asking people who are not necessarily into poetry, and then I'll ask, I've been kind of interviewing or getting, gathering some uh, information on why would they attend a spoken word or poetry event, or why would they not attend a spoken word or poetry event? And a lot of the time, some of the response I've gotten was that they couldn't get what the person was saying. But like you were saying, most of your, the spoken word, the poetry that has influenced you is story. So what do you think has been the challenge with the current, you know, poetry and uh, spoken word performances that is not able to draw in uh, non-poetry non performing artists or people who are not necessarily into, you know, uh, poetry like that into getting into it. Okay, I think first of all, when people would hear something like the spoken word performers, the first image that comes to their mind is that it's boring. It's probably going, it's not that kind of thing. A lot of people that even have give like comments like that, they haven't really experienced um, a spoken word performance. That's one thing that I would say. Another thing that I would say, I think with all things, marketing goes a long way. Because when you see like something like an art gallery, an average man on the street, if you tell him, oh, okay, there's an art exhibition, why should he just walk? That's very boring for him to see like um, shapes in like very absurd colors and everything. But I feel like the marketing of an event goes a long way. I know they have like lots of um, poetry events currently that a lot of people actually do attend and they do enjoy it. Be quite frank. So yeah. Yeah. Um, Hundred. Do you have something to add to that? Um, I've always maintained that poetry or all art forms, practically, not even just poetry, the essence of it is communication. Mm -hmm. So, at the end of the day, you may be communicating something, but the manner in which you're communicating. Very simple example. So. You know, the, the Nesha and Baba Black Sheep, right? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, or even more more viral, that Baby Shark song. That <laughs> Baby yeah. Shark. Yeah. Do -do. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If I came, if I came, if I got up and I went to a poetry <laughs> event yeah. and I came and I started, I was just like, Baby Shark. Baby Shark. It's the same lyrics. Yeah. Same lyrics. But the way I'm doing it, there's like, what the hell are you doing? You get me? <laughs> True. Even then, the, if the other thing that comes is audience. Mm -hmm. yeah. Who is that song for? You understand me? Now, change the flow of the lyrics and add some rhythm to it. Baby shock, do, 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 do. And you, you, you created something and it's targeted at the right audience. Right now, they've got their own show. Yeah. I don't know who created that, this thing. They've got their all good kids. My kids are watching. I'm like, this guy has just solved something that I don't even think they thought it was possible. But I think with, 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 with our poetry, it's the same thing. At the end of the day, 
And I think storytelling, as you was saying, is very important. While not all poems can utilize storytelling, but we are communicating something. Yeah. Who is the audience? You get me. You may get up right now and say you are doing a poem like right now in Ghana, LGBTQ is big on the agenda. You've got people, my, I think majority of people are, no, 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 what's it? So if you come out with a poem right now saying, I love gay people, you're my gay. Look, you may, it may be the most beautiful poem, but don't be surprised if people say you're a whack poet. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You, you, you understand me? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I, but, but for me personally, when I look at like, okay, what is wrong with it? I don't think people understand communication um, with regards to art. I don't think many people understand the, what it is they are trying, you know, to communicate. And I think creativity sometimes is a bit missing. When I say creativity is sometimes a bit missing, you know, um, because sometimes poetry seems easy. Oh, poetry, dear Charlie. You know, I just would take pen, you know. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Really? No, there is it's it's not it's not that simple. You get yeah. me. It's at the end of the day, you are looking, okay, what do I want to write about? And yeah. then it's like somebody getting up and say, I want to say this girl is beautiful. Then the person says, oh, you are beautiful. It's like, no, there must be a different way in which yeah. you will say this in, in, in a manner that will get people like, yo, have you heard that? Have you heard that poem? Like, this guy is talking about, this guy's like, when I see you, I begin this, deconstructing the cellular structure of your melanin, and I see more than chocolate. I, it, at that point, you're like, what is going on? But you're not you're not hearing stuff like that yeah yeah and sometimes the things are cliche what is being talked about is cliche especially when we start looking at uh when i hear a lot of gospel poetry i'm like Dude, this this is cliche we know you love god <laughs> we know god is great but tell me something that would challenge my viewpoint tell me something that would um go go be a bit risky. We we there's a reason why we watch certain movies. You're not going to watch a movie that doesn't really predict. Like, oh, this movie, yeah. yeah, I know what the ending yeah, is. I'm not yeah, yeah, yeah. You 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 want and I, and I so that's what I'm saying. I don't think um creativity um is employed as much as it could be. The the ending is obvious. Like you know, I don't want that kind of ending. The the beginning, how people would. You, you, you know, you know, we'll go. I, I we are, we are, um, maybe Joma will tell me, she may see a bit more there, but how many popular pigeon poems do we see? I, I can only count a few. You, you start to get my drift. That, yeah, I, I, I particularly yeah. don't utilize pigeon as much because I, I won't get up and say I am that fluent, but I have I've utilized it in certain things, but. I would love to see people utilize it to a point whereby, and you see that 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 grabs a certain market. But we are not, but we're not really um seeing it. And I think because people say, oh, poetry, dear, I mean imagine now I'll stand there and I'll say, <laughs> because I've said this and this and this is that I'm a poet. I'm like, yeah, but then as I said, they are rappers and they are rappers. Just because you are rapping over a beat doesn't mean that your rap is nice. Just because you battle rap doesn't mean 
that you make a hit song. There's a difference. There's a difference between battling to disgrace somebody and writing lyrics to let people feel loved, to let people feel encouraged, to let people feel they can go out there and conquer the world. Two different things. Yeah. Two very, 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 very different things. And I don't think people are either driven enough to understand what the goal of what they are writing is in order to get to that place. Yeah. You know, when you guys, both of you were talking, this came to mind. So one, um, she saw mentioned the fact that the marketing needs to be there. You mentioned the fact that the communication should be on point. Like we should, creativity. Yeah, the, the creativity in the communication should be, yeah. there, you know, and I, it reminded me of my father-in-law at the same time, he would be sending me videos, spoken word. He's not into, into poetry and stuff, but he would find some random uh, poetry. I think that particular one, I've forgotten the name, it was a Nigerian lady. And then he would just share with me because he loved it and then he wanted me to also. And it, the it was clear, the communication was clear. You know, she was talking about things that affect us as African, especially as Nigerian. And then, you know, he just sent to me because it wasn't too much over creativity that he couldn't understand the, yeah. the message. And then he, he could resonate with what, it was a younger girl, it was actually a young lady, but he, he enjoyed it and then shared with me, you know, I was like, oh, okay. This man loves spoken word and he knows I like it. So he decided to, you know, uh, share with me as well. So definitely we need to do more work in the marketing True. aspect of the uh, True. spoken word and the communication, the creativity in the communication is yeah. true. I think that's where we try to make a difference as poetry things, right? You yeah. know, you know, mashing up the, because we know people love like, music. music. Yeah. And uh, actually, I don't know if I shared this with you before, but this is just a little uh, segue. But when I was in uni, you know, I used to, I, I enjoyed going to do evangelism. And I realized it was difficult you know, go in and say that oh, I want to come and preach the word of God to you because mainly they see like it's going to be boring. So what I did was I actually formed a small band. It was two guys and two ladies and we rehearsed music and then we both the guys, we played guitar and the ladies were singing. So we go to a room and we'll be like, we want to come and play some nice music for you, you know, and then we'll play the gospel music and then we'll share a bit of word. And every time like it worked because like who doesn't want to? Music. Yeah, you get it. So for it was it was that creativity that we used to preach uh, uh, our gospel at that time so like uh, hundred was saying you know when you come here like I, I do gospel uh poetry like you know like just do something that could communicate and uh clearly to the people that you, not just the cliche gospel you know but but can we say because of the lack of creativity and the lack of the marketing that's the more reason why Poetry is not given as much airplay as it should, or even for poetry shows. Yeah, you let me. Ask. So before you answer Judah's question, is poetry getting airplay, or is it is it recognized on the continent or in your country? You know, so that then we could follow up with Judah's yeah. question on question on that. What do you think, Chiso? Yes, I would definitely say that poetry is getting a whole lot of attention because you would even see advertisements today on TV and they would make use of spoken word performances. They are top bank. They are multi-choice. DSTV basically has done that as well. So a lot of companies are actually using you know, spoken word. Even as you see it 
you see it more often nowadays and a lot of people are actually able to appreciate the arts so yes and national events and things like that so yes i would say that poetry is definitely like your attention so so in nigeria it means poetry is is being used for ad advertisement yeah but like not for a show on its own like not for like the way music is being played and you have one person's music like today when we're coming in the car one artist like playlist like they were just playing back to back to back to back of one particular artist like is that the same for poetry in nigeria too or is it is it just for arts yeah because i do i do know poets that actually have um poetry albums that they have put out there are people that do organize um poetry events so yes people do download and listen to them obviously it's not as big as it can be it's still growing i feel yeah. as an yeah. art but yes there are people that are putting in the work and there are people that are actually consuming it that's awesome that's cool hundred your response and in, in ghana is a bit tricky you know um i don't think poetry is has been made cool enough you know i don't think it has reached that cool status that popular you know, status and it's number of the number of reasons why that is the case it's because it's a market so you've got from the from from we the creatives and how we are bringing that kind of content to the people who are going to consume, you get me, or to the people who are going to influence the scene. There, there's a bit of a disconnect, you know, somewhere. And I think there needs to be efforts made on all ends. It can't be that just the creatives are coming, because maybe the creatives are coming out with stuff, but they need an influencer or influencers to get up and say, you know what, this is really good. Let us, we're going to try and blast this out because let's face it. We are, we, we, we hear things, movies, other arts because of somebody bothers to share it. And it comes into our face. Like if right now, any of us shared something and it was cool, we'll be like, yo, what is that? Where did you get that from? Immediately, we want to connect it and listen to that again and again and again. Yeah, You don't need to listen to it multiple times, but you just like it. I'll give you an example. Um, look at something like Boondocks, right? Yeah, Boondocks, the opening scene of, of Boondocks that wrapped this thing. You like it so much that it's thick. It's like a, it, get, it gets stuck in your head. You get me? And at that point in time, even if you didn't like rap, is that well, what music is that? That's rap. Yo, rap must be nice. So poetry, I don't think we've gotten, at least in Ghana, we've gotten to a point whereby people can see the different styles of poetry to get up and say, hey, this is a cool thing. It's so cool that I want this to be in an advert. It's so cool that I want this to be the opening um title for a movie a series uh, or whatever it hasn't gotten it has it hasn't gotten there yet and it's not just the artist or the creative's fault it's also the people who can get up and say you know what i want to give this you know a chance i want let's let's try something 
a bit, you know, crazy. Because once that happens and people can find use for, you know, poetry, I think people view poetry as some sort of elite thing or something that is for, is just for some, you know, like really like just for a few people. People forget that, um, in especially because Ghana is largely Christian, that there's a lot of poetry in the Bible. There's a, I mean, yeah. the Lord's Prayer is like a poem. You yeah. get me, Psalm 23, like a poem. Yeah. But people utilize those things in specific instances. Maybe when they are feeling frustrated, when they are feeling sad, down, need encouragement, need a pickup. My question is, why can't poetry do the same? Why can't somebody's poem, you know, be after all, when we're young, we're learning some of these poems and it was encouraging us. But the question is, what have we, how do the creatives, the influencers, the people who create and the people who are consuming and the people in the middle who influence things work together to get these things to that status? Whereby somebody is like, you know what? It's cool to get up and say, I listen to Judah. Mm-hmm. Right now, you go and say, somebody's like, this guy, Charlie, something the wrong guy, you know? <laughs> yeah, I expect him to talk Shatawale or some yeah. stone boy or something. They talk to me about poetry. It was poetry. We have, it hasn't it hasn't gotten to that it point part whereby way. it's yeah. so cool that people are like, yo, Charlie, the sense that these people they talk, oh Charlie, like they get this one. Are you here this one? Charlie, you released it has it hasn't gotten there yet. And it's a number of factors are the reason why we find ourselves in that space. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor.fm. Do you have an idea? Do you want to start a podcast and share this idea with the rest of the world? Then Anchor.fm is the best platform to start your dream podcast. It's free, user-friendly, and comes with tons of features that helps you record, edit, and post your podcast to all the major podcast streaming platforms in one place. Go to www.anchor.fm and start your podcast today. You know, when, when you were talking about this, some of these factors, especially related to the struggle, poetry, or spoken word as in Ghana, remind me of this morning, I was watching a video from um, this man, Jordan Peterson. I don't know if any of you know him. He's a psychologist based in the US. And he was talking about, he called it the curse of uh, the creative, you know. He says, people say, oh, he's creative, he's creative. And they think being creative is just, you know, it's just a good thing. But he talked about the curse. And then what he was talking about was some of the struggles you already mentioned, you know, the fact that you probably might be uh, solving a problem. But the thing is, the creativity is not, it doesn't end it. Now you need to do the marketing. You need yeah. to get people who are going to support it. You need to get, you know, people who are going to sell it or people who are going to buy it. And you talked about the frustration in it, in, in, in the whole creativity process itself, and finally getting people to accept it or even people to find it. And it was interesting, you know, when I, when I saw it, then I just, I just said it through with my wife and then she responded, I was like, huh, interesting. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's definitely not an easy field to want to be in. And I think the video actually even ended with the fact that he advised that if you are a creative person, he, his advice is that find a job, do the job that would pay for your rent and other stuff, and then yeah. keep pushing your creativity because he said creativity is a very high risk but high returns space to be in. And you know, so 
that you're taking a lot of risk, you know, yeah. in trying to push your art out there and people are not accepting it. And then sometimes people who want to invest into it want to take everything from you because you don't have the money, you know. So it's, 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 it's that, um, that's, that's definitely, uh, I relate with that, with that uh, challenge, you know, here in Ghana, where we are not getting that push as the poetry scene or the poetry community is not getting that push. You know, I, I, for me, I, I believe it's the community because there's a there's an album Sakodia did and you played it for me. Yeah, yeah. And in the beginning, in the middle, middle and, the, and end. the end, there's poetry by Suleiman, Suli or something. Yeah, yeah, Ghanaian based in the UK. Yeah. Um, and then like I've not heard that on radio, like mm. that never. Yeah, That's yeah. those pieces, like and those pieces are amazing, and I've never heard it. Even there's a lady in, in SA, Amanda Black her black album or something, the first track was poetry and then she, she sings at the end. And you don't hear this on radio or anywhere else. You have to actually buy the album or because Apple Music gives you the opportunity to, <laughs> to listen to the album and you're like, oh, okay, so there's poetry here. But sometimes we never, I feel like the, the media scene is also not helping us and so 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 now let's try and get to the to the solution solution let's so let's get to the so how do we do it so let's say uh like the some of the challenges that we talked about the marketing the communicating aspect you know trying to get the people with the influencers to push help push some of these as well and even give it a chance to see if it is uh, a viable space you know to, yeah. to make an income to make a living you know how what are some of the suggestions that uh, you would suggest let's start from 100 and we'll go to yeah uh, okay i think um we need there needs to be creators needs to be encouraged mm. people who create needs to be encouraged and um i say this because for all of us when we're looking for art, without even realizing it, we are looking at a creator. You're looking yeah. at a creator, whether I like it or not, you're looking at a creator. You, if right now you are looking for comedy, you're yeah. going to go to a website or so that has created such content. You're going to go to a specific body. If you want sports, you're going yeah. to go to a specific body who has created such you know content we don't really think about it that much mm -hmm. but it's like right now if you even look at how you watch in terms of videos on online with streaming you realize that the creation of netflix is very different from yeah. the crew so like right now me like this okay i want marvel okay you have to go with disney yeah. because that is what they are creating that, that's what they are creating i want dc type content i have to go with hbo you get me if i want more indie type of things okay then i'm sticking with my netflix yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah does that mean yeah, so, yeah but you you realize that when it comes to poetry we don't have creators you don't have people who are i think that's the that's the missing thing yeah and especially in ghana that's the missing thing if one is looking yeah you know, i want to find dope ghanaian poetry you're not going to find it why because nobody's creating it we don't have a space whereby somebody's getting up and saying well, for me as a Ghanaian, these are the top Ghanaian poems, you know, of all time. Because 
I and I, I remember that I was trying to do this on the I was trying to do this on SoundCloud with the with with my organization mic check and I realized that it was a bit of a struggle because you start realizing that even when people put up content it's not being put up with the appropriate tags for you to even know that number one is Ghanaian number two that is even poetry so you sometimes stumble upon these things back so searching for such content is already difficult you get me with with music is a bit easy why because you already have radio djs and people looking for you what's the next hot thing out there people are looking for something to jam to so as long as you're creating something to jam to it's very likely to get picked up but if you're doing something on the opposite end of things that is going to go who's creating stuff you know for that now if ghana for instance we had now if ghana for instance we had somebody or a space and that's something i'm trying but it's just that trying to do this on your own is stupidly difficult yeah, it's, yeah, it's, definitely. it's frustrating yeah if there is a team of people who are going to be like you know what we 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 want to have a, a council or yeah. so a board or whatever it is these people oh we are going to throw poems at you guys and the poems are either going to be video or they're going to be audio they're going to be on a particular platform or streaming or whatever you guys tell us which ones are dope and which ones are not and just uh, put them either on Instagram or put them on a website or put them yeah. on YouTube, put them on a playlist or so. That begins to change the narrative. Yeah. Because then when somebody's like, yo, I'm looking for some dope Ghanaian poet. When they go, the once they watch one, then they watch another. Mm-hmm. Then they watch another. Then at that point in time, it stops being because the problem in Ghana right now is, oh, that guy is dope. That guy is dope. That guy is dope. That guy is dope. Okay, yeah, but what poem of theirs do you remember? Ah, then you realize question marks are flying around your head because you don't remember. Yeah. But why do we like, oh, Sakura, why do you like, oh, Sakura, this particular song is a hit. Do you like Shatawali because of a particular to- a song? Sometimes they even know the song more than they even know the artist's name. Yeah. <laughs> Poetry needs to get to that point whereby people know the title of the poem and not deep, the, generally the poet. From yeah. other point then people start saying that, yo, this guy is... Because then people start discovering. Yeah. People start saying, I subscribe to this thing. If somebody comes to subscribe to they're only listening to 100%. Definitely. They may get tired. Yeah. But yeah. if there's a mix, yeah. Uh, okay, I don't like... I can skip. I can go. Or oh, I just want to listen to female poets. I just want to listen to male poets. I want to listen to poems about love. Who is creating that content? Right now, there are so many creators, but there's no... Yeah, you know, creator. um creator. And once we can have that, I yeah. think it will make a difference in this that's, that's that's a good point though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, we definitely have to talk after this, you know. Yes. We, definitely... we, we really, we really <laughs> do have to talk. Cool, man. All right, she's on. Hi. Yeah. So the question is, what what is the way for it for us as artists, as um poets, uh, poets you know, spoken word performers. Or creators. Uh, yeah, on this continent. Yeah. How do we push, push it, you know, to get to that place where it's recognized, not just as a side act, or not just for adverts and stuff, but it has its own platform that it could stand on and be played, be listened to, be loved, you know, and be anywhere that it could be. Yeah. 
I think for one, there has to be more structure and definitely a lot of intentionality in creating opportunities for poets because the art is definitely there. People are producing, but is it really truly reaching the audience as much as it should? It's like the big question. We have, um, I think you should know Button Poetry. They organize a whole lot of like poetry events. Do we have that magnitude of poetry events currently? Are there um, enough competitions? Are there even job, like formal, I mean, not necessarily be formal. How many opportunities do poets, does poetry open for people here in Africa? Because it's a lot of work, it's a lot of creativity, and there needs to be rewards, there needs to be incentives yeah. for it to grow, right? So I would say that's um, definitely one thing that would help us. Also, social media is such a big influence and it's such an important medium. Um, I don't know if you know this poet, um, I am Hua, that's her name on IG. Yeah. She does a lot, we should, we should, even on TikTok, she's trended on TikTok, on IG. So you see a lot of people actually appreciating yeah. these things. So, and then another um, unique aspect I would say, I think poets should partner with other types of creatives to be able to, not just create, but also present poetry in maybe a more palatable form for like a wide sort of audience. It could be from doing something as little as adding soundtracks, um, working with um, video filmmakers, video creators, things like that. There should be, I think that there should be more partnerships and collaborations between poetry and other forms of art. And we'd see, and then people are now introduced to something really unique and they're like, wow, this is amazing. I didn't know that I could experience or appreciate poetry in this sort of form. There was something Rupi Carr did um, currently, recently. It was basically like this. It was like, a, was, it a live, was it a live show? Yes, but it was, you know, the same way you would go to um, maybe an opera or um, a big event, you'd actually go and attend just to see one person. I think this 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 conversation is really necessary because like I'm like yo I, I never want to understand because I've I've had ideas like I've been but I want to 100% spoke and then I realized that we all have the same challenge and it seems like we are all waiting for somebody to start <laughs> but then when we come together and that's one thing I'm realizing when we when we come together as 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 a body and we say you know what we want, to, we want to make sure that our, our crafts, um, what we believe in, flies or becomes what it's supposed to be. It becomes less, more enjoyable, even for us. Because at the end of the day, like if you put in the 15 years of writing poems every single day, at the end of the day, on your 15th year, you write the most amazing piece and you, you do a video and you, you have a whole album recorded and everything, you write a book and then it's like, you know, it, it just stays there. Like, because people will listen to you today, yeah. but will they come back again to listen to you tomorrow? Yeah. Will they listen know. to you the next day? And then I, I know you, you relate to that probably because you've written books, yeah. uh, a, a poetry book, a book yeah. about on poetry, right? About yeah. your life. But it's, about my life. But it's in spoken words, it's in yeah. poetry, right? And yeah. sometimes it's like uh, having that 
space, that curated space where people could find, you know, where these books are, where these audios are, where these videos are, or where these performers themselves or writers are that, you know, and yeah. as, as we talked, we were talking about all of this, I, like, just like Hundred um, said, I mean, poetry is with all of us. And I wonder why we don't, with everything we do, let me put it, because when you go to Funa, there's poetry there. Yes. You know, when we are, we are doing some of our national events and cultural events, yeah. there's just poetry everywhere. But for some reason, I don't know whether people don't recognize it as poetry or a spoken word, you know, some of these appellations that even they give to the kings and when they are yeah. coming, that there's all this poetry in the, there's, it's just not the poetry, it's poetry itself. But unfortunately, um, it's not being recognized or the people doing this are not being recognized or given that you know platform to grow that uh, skill of writing and speaking yeah. you know in, in that Pro- probably maybe we are not prophesying using our <laughs> poetry to prophesy to something that <laughs> people would have just come and dashed at somebody was like tell me what's happening tomorrow but <laughs> yeah. I think she partnered with was it Amazon okay. and was it was a full production there were, I think they invited someone with a light, was it, what is it called, a lightning expert, you should watch the video. Mm-hmm. From the way the, um, the stage was set up, it's not something that you would have experienced before. It was beautiful. The lightning was, they actually invited someone that that's his job, that's his role. So there was a whole lot of people in different art forms that came together to put up that show. So we see that when it's being presented to you in that form. There is no way that you can't enjoy it. Yeah. So I feel like that's definitely one thing that we look at to in order to push our poetry. Because if you if I just stand on the road and I start reciting a poem, no one's going to listen to me. That's boring. Even <laughs> I won't listen to me. Like I just ask and go about what I'm doing. But if I if I present it in a form like that to you. You're going to stop and you're going to stare and you have to listen and yeah. appreciate and you're going to want to watch more of that okay. or to see more of that so yeah thanks wow. thanks 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 so thanks so much guys thank it's, you so much it's been an awesome time you know sharing this moment with you yeah. you know all the way from niger to ghana yes you know. um but wait before before we, we leave 100 percent. please tell us about your book man um Please tell us about your book, man. I, I just I just can't wait. Yeah. I just can't wait to grab a copy. Yeah. Chisom, if you have a piece you'd like to share or you have something you'd like to, to tell to tell um our listeners, please after after 100 will be opportunity. Yeah. All right. So thank you guys for this. Um so this is one of the books. This is what you get on Amazon, and this is what you get down here in Ghana. All so the right. book is titled um, Logoligi Locomotion, yeah. uh, Logo Logo Collection of Poems. Um, <laughs> about 101 poems in there. You find poems on all, 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 all manner of things. Um, Christianity, women, love, um, Ghana, you know, specifically. And it's an up and down book. You know, you've got poems about things that are on the up and then things that, you know, kind of make you, you know, feel that. So it has that um, logoligi, you know, thing, but it's all about life. It's, it's really about life in general and the different facets, you know, 
you know, of it. I'll be launching it this Saturday, that's oh, awesome. um, 6 November. Cool. And um, from that event, I'm planning on doing a number of events. Um, there'll be some media um, events. I think next week I'll be on MX24. Um, I know I'm planning to do something with City. Um, I'm trying to, after the launch, this, this week has been just hectic because of just trying to put the launch you know, together. And as you were saying, Mac, because, you know, as a creative, you have this case where you have to figure everything out on your own. It's not, it was a team. Yeah. Oh, right now, yeah. I'm just yeah. worried about rehearsal, but I'm more worried about where's the checklist? Do we have the, do we have this? Do we have that? Um, is that, so that's what's making things react about after the launch. Um, the plan is to try and focus and get it in bookshops. It's on Amazon already. So for people who are not in Ghana who want it, you can get it, you know, via Amazon. Unfortunately, I don't think we have a Africa Amazon. That's the problem. <laughs> so even if somebody wants, if, if somebody even wants to get a book, um, and you're using Amazon, getting it to Ghana is going to be crazy. Yeah, yeah. And I think the, uh, it is something that we have to look at how we bypass these sort of um, these sort of things. Yeah. Yeah, Chaliba, mm -hmm. yeah, thanks so much. I know there's been so much stress in the past few weeks and even days, but you still made the time to be here with us. Yeah. Also, and it's been awesome, man. Chaliba, really appreciate it. Thank Just you. Thank before you. we go to Chisom, can you add your, you know, the social media links and every platform that we could find you on so that... Uh, sure. It's, it's, real, it's real easy. Uh, my 100% is spelled with uh it's spelled with an o okay so i'll just put that there so you see that it's spelled with an o but for social media and everything let me just go over this i know it's doing the reverse thing i know it's yeah. doing the reverse thing <laughs> but it's just um hundred percent h-o-n-d-r-e-d yeah percent and yeah. whether it's instagram i'm i'm heavily on instagram um, I'm there on Twitter and Facebook, but Instagram is where, you know, I'm usually very responsive. So Instagram, Twitter, you know, Facebook, and then also my website is there, 100%.com. You would find information about me and what it is that I'm doing. But um, if you guys have time after this, let's try and talk about the creation yeah, thing because yeah. it's something that I've been yeah. trying to do for a while. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Can you share? Yeah, if you have a piece, you, you'd like to share something, yeah. your event, yeah. whatever it is you want to share. What's about happening? You. You yeah, what's it. happening with you? Yeah, then you can at the end add your, your, your handles. Your handles and yeah. website as well. Yeah. All right. So currently, I am working on a poetry collection and it is titled Nudity. My naked flesh was ugly. Wow. Okay. And I actually got the title. For this work years ago i had the idea years ago and i think last year and this year i really focused on creating the poetry and everything so still working on the manuscript and editing hopefully by next year it would actually be out and it basically centers on young people and a lot of the things one of the most um, predominant things um is actually mental health because okay. i think that was one of the points of influence for me while writing this work. So yeah, um, for my social media handles, um, Instagram is Chiso, it's six O's, so C H I six O's, and then an M. Or you could just oh, search okay. Emanuela James. 
Emanuela Jones, and he would come out on same thing on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So same name across all platforms. So we'll put these links in on the um, the podcast platform and on our on our YouTube as well, so yeah. uh, that our listeners and our viewers could also check them out as well. Yeah. yeah. So thanks again, guys. It's been a wonderful conversation. You know, yeah. we've gotten to understand the state of you know poetry and spoken word in Africa, the challenges yeah. that we face, and the way forward. And yeah. Hopefully, after this day, uh, we'll be able to create our own solutions and a platform to grow yeah. you know, as a community. Thanks again, and we'll catch you uh, in our next episode. All of you, our listeners, thanks so yeah. much for spending this moment with us. And let's let's not forget, let's, let's make, make Africa, Africa great, great again. again.